Did you ever think you were made it? I feel I'm so close I could take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value taming, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to haters. How they run, homie, look what I become. I'm the, I'm the so you know when you were a teenager, your parents, maybe your mom or dad sat you down and had the drug conversation with you. Do you remember that? What if I told you as bad as drug dealers are to you and I or to kids, there's a dealer that's 10 times worse than drug dealers. And we'll get to that in a minute. But let me go back to the drug dealer business model. And let's talk about how this works out. You know, a couple weeks ago, I'm going home and I see this guy on the side, the homeless guy, and he's sitting there with the sign and I see him there all the time. I said, I'm not going to give you money, but are you hungry? He said, yes. I said, why don't you get in the car? He said, gets in the car. I take him to the Wendy's, and we eat at the Wendy's. I said, what do you want? He says, this is what I like. I said, you want to get some stuff for your friends? He says, yes. I get him some other stuff. He gets in the car, and I said, listen, so how'd you get here? He says, heroin. He said, how old are you? I said, he said, 28. I said, what was the decision? What was the turning point? He tells me I was just dating a girl, and she started using it, and we used it to have sex, so I used it as well, and the next thing you know, I got hooked. I said, man, when are you going to change? He says, this year. I said, when is this year? Anyways, we had a great conversation together. Here's a kicker. I drop him off. Here's what he says. Thanks, Patrick. I said, what? He says, thanks, Patrick. This guy knows the content. And he's a heroin addict. And he's going out to Wendy's with me. And he says, thanks, Patrick. Okay? There's nothing where my name was mentioned or see anything for him to be able to say, thanks, Patrick. Gets that. I'm like, wow. Here's a guy that has access to some information, but heroin completely changes life. Now let's go back and look at the business model of drug dealers. Here's how it works. If you ask the average person who they use drugs with the first time, what will they tell you? Probably a friend, right? Oh, my friend or a girlfriend or something like that, all this other stuff. Now there are some that will tell you a drug dealer offered me some weed for free, or a drug dealer gave me a little bit of cocaine, or a little bit of crack, or a little bit of acid, or a little bit of LSD, or a little bit of something, here's a half a pill of ecstasy, try it, and then you get what? Hooked. Now, the business model of a drug dealer. What kind of a customer does a drug dealer want? The one that buys one time, or B-backs? They want B-backs. And what kind of B-backs do they want? They want the B-back that has friends, that brings other people that also buy with them. For example, I'm going to a nightclub, Man, I gotta go get some Coke, I gotta go get some X, I gotta go get some, you know, I gotta go get some Special K, whatever it is. Hey, you guys gotta try this, boom, I come and I get it, right? I'm a B-back customer, he keeps making money off of me, and I keep coming back. Now, say friends that find out I'm an addict, and I'm using too much, and you start noticing certain changes. I remember when I was offered drugs, and I was a kid coming up. There's always the one friend that wants to help the other friend out. Do you remember that friend? There's always the one friend that always comes out and says, dude, you got to stop, man. I, man. I remember you. I'm not seeing this going to the right. Oh, dude, just leave me alone. You sound like my dad. You sound like my mom. I don't want to hear it. Dude, I'm, I'm not your dad or mom, bro. I'm just telling you. This isn't good. Dude, you're a good basketball player. You're good in class. You're good baseball. What are you doing, bro? Eventually, a person has a moment and they leave. Now, here's the other side. There's also stories of how eventually that drug addict pushes the individual to a breaking point where it costs them their lives. How do most drug dealer stories end up? Think about that question. How do most drug dealer stories end up? What happens to most drug dealers that hurt a lot of people? They either end up in jail or somebody eventually, eventually retaliates. Why? Because there's only so much you can do when you take someone's life. Listen, I've had my friends where 
One committed a suicide, drugs, emotional. I've had my friends that use a lot of drugs that got off of it. And I've had friends who never used anything. All of them, right? You know what typically happens with that drug dealer? Jail, somebody retaliates, comes after them. They can't stay like that for too long. So here's the point. What is the lifespan of an addict? Let me say it one more time. What is the lifespan of somebody who likes using cocaine? What is the lifespan of somebody who uses ecstasy? What is the lifespan? It's typically in your youth, right? They say married people have better lives and they make more money. Why? Because the distractions are gone. If you settle down and you get married and you have kids, what typically happens to you? You start thinking about what? Would I want my kids to use drugs or what do you stop doing? You stop using drugs. Hypothetically, let's just say that's the scenario, right? Remember how earlier I told you there's something worse than a a drug dealer? Let me tell you what's worse than a drug dealer. Here's what's worse than a drug dealer. Fear dealers. Now, what is a fear dealer? Let me explain to you what's a fear dealer. Fear dealer is somebody who sells you fear non-stop, all day, all night. And you know what's the business model of a fear dealer? They sprinkle it with a little bit of entertainment. They get you in. They give you a little bit of fear. You go spread it to your friends. They get the fear. Where did you get the fear from? From such and such a network. They get attracted to that network. They buy more fear, more people business, come back and watch it. Next thing you know, I'm recruiting for my fear dealer, right? Now, here's the difference. Typically, when somebody's on drugs, you can tell it on their eyes. You can tell by the way they're constantly itching, hair on. You can typically tell while they're going like this all the time or... Or, you know, one of these things, you, you know what it is when somebody's typically on drugs, right? You know the mannerisms if you've seen it. Or somebody who's on Xanax or, you know, they, they can't even talk to you. I've been around all of it. So I know all of it. Hey, you know, the, the paranoia, I've been around all of it. You can tell. There is no side effect of fear that's public or visual that you can see because it's all here. You can't see it here. Like, when you're afraid, people don't go like this. Like, they don't, they don't roll their words when they're coming out. You can't tell. And what happens to most people? Most people's entire lives, they become addicted to fear. What gets taken away from them? Dreams, capacity, potential, sanity, their freedom. They're arrested for the rest of their lives. And then one day, they wake up. One day, they wake up. And they say, man, what the hell happened to my life? I'm 76 years old. But you know, at that, to- at that point, what they're typically doing? At that point, they've already typically sold their kids who are now selling their grandkids, who are selling their great-grandkids. And they're sitting there saying, holy freaking moly. Fear dealers converted me, and I bought their drugs for 50 years. And guess what I did? I sold that drug to my kids and my grandkids. My entire family is now afraid. How the hell did this happen to me? This is why it's so subtle. You don't have any network or statistic or Huffington Post article or BuzzFeed article or Washington Post article to read about the consequence of fear because you cannot see it, right? But the damages are so ugly. It pretty much takes your life away. Now, we may go bury somebody six foot under because they became a cocaine addict, and I've been to many, many funerals, one I just went to, many of them. I have relatives right now that can't give up certain drugs. And you call them at night, their roommate says, they've been missing all night from 12 o'clock to 6 o'clock. Why are you missing 12 o'clock to 6 o'clock? And you're not somebody in your 20s and 30s. You're somebody in your 50s. What are you doing being missing at that time? Okay, and then they come back and they're sleeping throughout the day and, hey, I need my money, my car broke down, my this broke down. People are not naive. People know what's going on. 
and you go to their funeral. Painful, right? But there's no, nothing real difference between physically dying and your dreams dying. You're just existing. You ain't, you ain't doing anything crazy with your life because somebody got a hold of your fear and they took all your dreams away. You may say, Pat, you sound like you're high right now. No problem. You sound like you're crazy right now. What are you talking about? This makes no sense to me. Don't worry about it. Go to a different network that'll sell you exactly what you're addicted to. All I'm telling you is start questioning everything. Think for yourself. Every single time somebody sells you fear, push back. This is not a message you can only hear one time. This is a message I can do 100 episodes in a row with this topic over and over and over again with a different story. It still is not going to get enough people to convert, but eventually enough of you are going to say, this makes a lot of sense. And if you have experienced losing somebody to drugs, if you have experienced losing somebody to fear, if you have seen people completely lose their dreams because they got sucked into fear, afraid of starting a business, afraid of chasing their dreams, afraid that they can, afraid of all, afraid that all these other people are better than them because they have degrees. If you want to put a stop to it, share this with people. Let's see if we can get 10,000 shares. See, and you know what? I'm so sick and tired of fear dealers. Then go on Twitter and post and say, I am no longer going to allow fear dealers to sell me their garbage. I'm done. You can't sell it to me anymore. And spread that language to other people as much as possible until people start saying, you know what, man, I am addicted to fear and I need to put a stop to this. And once you do, you, it's, like, it's like life opens up. It goes from black and white to color. You start seeing things you never saw before, but you got to put a stop to it. You got to stop using the drug that these dealers are selling to you. It's called fear. It's just as dangerous as all the other ones, except this one takes your dreams away and your potential away. And once you do that, expect some exciting things to happen to your life very soon. Thanks everybody for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five star, write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick Bidavid. And I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care everybody. Bye-bye.